Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. The Alabama State Capitol in Montgomery was built in 1851 on the grounds of the original Capitol building, which burned two years before. It features a dome and columns similar to the United States Capitol and many other capitals across the country. Immediately above the front entrance is a three-sided clock that can be seen far down Dexter Avenue. Now, if you were to walk up the front steps and pass the six columns on the portico and enter the Capitol building, you would be in the main stair hall. On both sides are two grand cantilevered spiral staircases that will take you to the third floor. During the restoration of the Capitol building, plaster had to be removed from the walls around the staircase for workers to inspect it and ensure it was still safe. Tom Doland, one of the historical conservators at the time, looked at the exposed wood framing and was said to have gasped, My God, it was built by a bridge builder. He was right. It was built by a bridge builder named Horace King, but he wasn't just any bridge builder. Horace King was born into slavery on September 8, 1807 in Chesterfield District, South Carolina. Plantations in the area grew cotton, but King may have stayed out of the fields and was given advantages that other slaves did not get. He learned to read and write at an early age, and he became a skilled carpenter and mechanic. Records don't say why, but his complexion may have helped. He was a mix of African, European, and Catawba Indian descent. One person described his complexion as more Indian blood than any other. I can only imagine that having lighter skin than the other slaves may have helped his cause. In 1824, the first bridge was built across the Pedee River from Cheraw, South Carolina, and it is thought that King may have been a laborer on the bridge. We don't know for sure, but King would go on to become a master bridge builder, and his future bridges would show the same lattice truss design as the Pedee River Bridge. King's master died around 1830, and he was sold to a local contractor named John Godwin. Godwin worked on the Petey River Bridge and may have met King at the time and recognized the skills that he possessed. There's another reason he might have been interested in King. It is thought that Horace King may have been related to Godwin's wife's family. Two years later, John Godwin received a contract to build a 560-foot bridge across the Chattahoochee River from Columbus, Georgia to Girard, Alabama. This town would later merge with Phoenix City. Now, this bridge was the first bridge to connect Georgia with Alabama. The Godwin family and King moved to Columbus before settling in Girard. They built the Godwin family home, and they built a home for King. They built spec houses across Girard, and it was said that they completed every home in the town. Now, Horace may have been John Godwin's slave, but he came much more important to Godwin. He became as much of a business partner as anything else. It may have been Godwin's company, but King had the knowledge and the skills, and there wouldn't have been much of a company without him. During the next decade, Godwin and King would complete eight major construction projects, including cotton warehouses and courthouses in Muskogee County, Georgia, and Russell County, Alabama. He built more bridges across the Chattahoochee at West Point, Eufaula, and Florence, Georgia. They also rebuilt the original bridge in Columbus, which had been damaged in a flood. The Columbus City Bridge was the first bridge King built. He was the architect and planned the construction. He also managed the slave laborers used to construct the bridge. 
1839, King married Frances Gold Thomas, a free woman of mixed ancestry similar to King's. The only way a slave could marry a free woman was with the permission of the slave's owner. Any of their children would be born free. They would have six children, two girls and four boys. The brothers Washington, Marshall, John, and George would all be involved in the King Brothers Bridge Company. Godwin and King's reputation as bridge builders grew, and in the early 1840s, they had been contracted by Robert Jemison Jr. of Tuscaloosa to build bridges in West Alabama. Jemison, a lawyer, state senator, and all-around business mogul, supplied lumber from his own mills. Godwin furnished carpenters, and King supervised the operation. In 1845, Godwin received a letter from Jemison that stated, Pleased to add another testimonial to the style and dispatch which he, Horace King, has done his work as well as the manner in which he has conducted himself. The way King conducted himself in his business would pay off personally for him the following year. Business was good, but Godwin had suffered a series of financial setbacks and creditors were circling. When he realized King was considered property and would be taken from him, he worked with Robert Jemison to petition the Alabama General Assembly for King's release from slavery, which was granted on February 3, 1846. A notice in the Alabama Beacon newspaper in Greensboro stated, A bill to emancipate Horace King, the builder of our bridge, has passed. This act of his owner deserves commendation from the fact of his having at diverse times refused the amount of $15,000 in cash for him. King would later state that he did indeed buy his way out of slavery. In 1849, the Capitol building in Montgomery burned, and King was hired to construct the framework and a pair of spiral staircases. King used his years of experience building bridges to give the appearance of floating in space with no central support. John Godwin's wife, Anne, died in 1854, and Godwin died five years later. The Godwin children were worried that King would be held accountable for their father's debts, debts that were incurred outside their joint business operations. They formally recorded a statement at the Russell County Courthouse saying, Horace King is duly emancipated and freed from all claims held by us. After Godwin died, Horace King erected a monument on Godwin's gravesite. It reads, John Godwin, born October 17, 1798, died February 26, 1859. This stone was placed here by Horace King in lasting remembrance and love and gratitude he felt for his lost friend and former master. King would remain close to the Godwin family over the years. As a former slave, I think it goes without saying that Horace King was pro-Union. Even so, he would find himself working for the Confederate cause during the Civil War. While working on the Columbus Bridge, King was conscripted by Confederate authorities to build obstructions on the Apalachicola River south of Columbus. The city had become a major shipbuilder for the Confederacy and needed protection from a Union naval attack. He was sent to do the same on the Alabama River before returning to Columbus in 1863. But his work was not finished. King constructed a rolling mill for the Columbus Iron Works and Navy Yard. He and his men manufactured the cladding for ironclad warships. While he was building for the Confederacy, the Union troops were busy destroying his bridges. By 1864, many of them had been destroyed, including Moore's Bridge, which King co-owned and his family earned an income from tolls. 
Wilson's Raiders entered Columbus from Alabama via King's Bridge. They captured the city of Columbus in April 1865, burning all the bridges King had built in that city. As the Raiders left the town en route to Macon, they learned of Lee's surrender at Appomattox. King's wife would die in Girard on October 1, 1864, before the end of the war. She would be buried in the Godwin Family Cemetery in Phoenix City, which seems to suggest that she was indeed a member of Godwin's wife's family. The end of the war brought freedom for slaves in the South. It also brought what is known as Reconstruction, and for the purpose of our story, it gave the former slaves the right to vote and to run for office. King ran as a Republican for a seat in the Alabama State House of Representatives. He won and served twice, from 1868 to 1872. A notice in the Montgomery Advertiser from November 12, 1870 stated, Horace King, colored Republican and well-known bridge builder, is also elected. He is very conservative. He rarely served in his first year and played a limited role in his remaining time there. His business kept him away as he reconstructed the bridges, mills, and warehouses destroyed or damaged in the war. King was also busy building a bridge over the Warrior River in Tuscaloosa. I found a notice that King had been commissioned a Justice of the Peace in Russell County on January 10, 1870, and another notice that showed he was a census taker in Russell County for the 1870 census. I wondered if the two were related. In any case, in 1870, he was a state representative Justice of the Peace, census taker, and bridge builder. Horace King and his family moved to LaGrange, Georgia, where he and his sons continued to run their business. He worked until his death on May 28, 1885. He was buried next to his son Marshall, who died in 1879. They are laid to rest in the Mulberry Street Cemetery. According to the announcements of his death, he did not stop innovating in his older age. It mentioned his bridge-building business and as the inventor of the idea of inserting new teeth in circular saws. Today, King's only remaining bridge is the Red Oak Creek Covered Bridge, which was built in the 1840s. The bridge crosses Red Oak Creek north of Woodbury, Georgia. It was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1973. He was officially recognized by the state of Alabama when his portrait was hung in the Capitol in 2017. It was the first portrait of an African-American on permanent display in the lobby of the state Capitol. Not too far from the stairs, this bridge builder and former slave constructed in the Alabama state Capitol. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alabama Short Stories podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I would appreciate it if you would rate it and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you listen there. And if you know someone who might like to hear these stories, share this episode with them and encourage them to subscribe. You can also support the podcast by purchasing the companion book from Amazon.com, which features the first three seasons of the podcast. Thanks again, and see you next time on Alabama Short Stories.